Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We had peace. Peace and quiet in the province for, you know, 15 years. And that's because things like the, the labor unions and special interests knew that they would be taken care of by the Win McGinty government. I mean, never mind the damage our province suffered. Special interests got their way and they did well. Raises, pensions, benefits, all that stuff, all that good stuff. And as long as they did get what they wanted, they would fall in line, support the government. Everything was all kosher. But then, of course, the free ride ended in June, and you gotta, you gotta wonder, you know, for all the hysteria and fear-mongering we are hearing, where were these people when the AG revealed that thousands of Ontario kids were suffering mental illness and not able to get help? I mean, that story got barely any attention. Where were these folks in their outrage for the autistic kids left behind? Why didn't they stand up to the liberals when they forced windmills into Ontario towns that didn't want them? Where was the hysteria? Or what about people going broke and not being able to eat because of hydro? Where was that outrage? We never saw any protests. Well, it was all quiet. And make no mistake, the protests you're seeing now and these court cases being filed are, are very calculated and organized. And you're going to be seeing a lot more action like this against the Ford government because fighting conservatives or government policy they don't like is a well-funded industry. I wanted to bring Catherine Swift into this conversation. She is with working Canadians, but she certainly uh, writes about this and knows an awful lot about how these big old labor unions and these special interests are operating. She joins me now. Catherine, you know, uh, talking to a couple of premiers, we were talking to Brad Wall just a little bit earlier, and, you know, there's a real, I think, growing feeling that you just can't get anything done in this country. Certainly, it's harder if you're a conservative government, but with all the pet causes and and uh, issues and activism, it is getting more and more difficult to govern in this country. Where are you on this? Well, I absolutely and totally agree with that. And, uh, I mean, as someone who's been around for quite a while now and observed, you know, sort of the political climate through many, many decades, um, you know, I was thinking back to when, all of these third-party activists really started to crank it up. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the late 1990s in Canada. And, and it has only increased since then. And what, what kills me is, you know, a lot of the stuff at Queen's Park right now, they're talking about subverting democracy and, you know, all that kind of lofty language. But, it, frankly, all of these third-party groups, many of whom are on the take from the public purse in one way or another, uh, many of whom are financed by money from outside of the country, they're the ones that are undermining democracy, in my view. And I think we have to get some pretty serious legislation to prevent it in the future, because you're right, Alex, nothing is getting done. Yeah, I mean, but when you talk about it, you know, I put out a tweet, you know, talking about, you know, activism is, is taking over, you know, um, our lawmakers. I got a lot of blowback of, oh, yeah, as if we have paid people out there doing that. <laughs> and there's a real misunderstanding. There are very organized groups out there that put together these protests. Everyday people might join in, but there's a very uh, concerted push right across the country. But certainly, I think, as you're right, after Mike Harris, they mobilized under the, the McGinty-Wynn government and got very organized, and they now know how to work the system. 
Absolutely. And, and that's just Ontario. We know that they've been very active federally. We know they're active in other parts of the country. I mean, the, you know, the whole Trans Mountain Pipeline thing. Um, many people have, have documented in, in gory detail the many, many tens, hundreds of millions of dollars that have flowed into Canada often in very convoluted ways, because a lot of these third-party groups, they're, they're like, they're like uh, octopi or something. They, you know, they have all these tentacles that different, and it's very, very tough to track yeah. because they're all, they have subsidiaries, or they, you know, they have all these related groups and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's absolutely true they're paid, uh, and, and for anyone, and, and, and even if they're not paid to, say, sit in a public gallery or, you know, protest, which, mind you, many of them are, um, they're working for organizations who are, you know, and, and collecting salaries based on, you know, their activism. So there's no question there's a, there's a big industry out there, actually, which is opposing governments in general. And what they're opposing, uh, well, there's a, whole, there's a whole long list, I guess, but it's not just conservatives. You're right. A lot of it is, con- is you know, small C conservative, if not large C conservative. But um, a lot of it is economic development, period. And I mean, not just in Canada, but in every country, economic development is what puts food on our tables. Yeah. It's what, you know, how we manage to, uh, to uh, get by in this world. So I'm not sure how these people think by totally blocking uh, things that will employ thousands and thousands of people, create all kinds of wealth, create all kinds of revenue for government too, by the way, including our health care and our, you know, all those social programs we all love so dearly. I don't know what they're thinking in terms of what the end game is, because, I mean, from an economic standpoint, it's pretty bleak. Yeah, I mean, eventually you will run out of the money. I mean, but in Ontario, for the longest time, you know, it was the labor unions. You had these organized labor unions under the title of working families, and it was the school unions. It was the all the public sector unions working together, and they would very actively campaign against uh, whoever was running against the Win McGuinty government. But it goes farther because now we've got groups like Lead Now, uh, which work all over the country trying to to get involved in the elections and and, and stop. Uh, they've certainly worked working very hard to get rid of Doug Ford. You got groups like EcoJust. Justice and Greenpeace. And on the surface, I think people see them and say, well, these guys are fighting for the environment and, and the animals and the skies and the water, and it's great. But really, it is a much, much more complex issue. Yeah, it is. And it is, it's not even often they've been proven to not really be fighting for things like the environment when you, when you, you know, look down to what they're actually trying to accomplish. So even their stated objectives often don't, don't ring true, ultimately. But yeah, it's, it's um, and it, by the way, it is still the unions too. <laughs> You're right. It has branched out uh, beyond them. But once again, though, it's, it's an incestuous kind of group because the unions also have money going into some of the groups that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is all very intertwined, and a lot of it is left-leaning. And I've often asked myself, you know, there's a lot of money on the, you know, sort of conservative side of the spectrum, too. And yet, for whatever reason, that constituency doesn't seem to feel as motivated at least to protest or, you know, get engaged well, that's in the they're at work. way. <laughs> well, because the they're working. I mean, private sector people are working. Well, they don't you're have, absolutely you right. Know. Part of the problem is they can't go and sit in the gallery and yell and scream because they've, they've got jobs. Yeah. Uh, and part of it is that. But I also think it's philosophical in that the, the left in general uh, do have this perspective that not only is it wrong-headed to be a conservative, 
but it is somehow shameful to be a conservative. You know, what they want to do is not just oppose, you know, if everybody can have a good debate on issues, no, no problem with that. But what they want to do is totally negate that perspective out there which to me to me that's very worrisome yeah. and and the the over the top i mean when we see andrea horvat and the ontario legislature we see people just you know totally ballistic about this yeah. um it has a lot more to do with the fact that there's a conservative government in ontario than i think it has to do with you know whatever section of the charter you know what i mean yeah. whether, whether it's notwithstanding clauses or whatever and and this this whole thrust and it's been going on for a while this isn't new this whole thrust to totally demonize anyone that doesn't think like the left, that to me is the real sort of, you know, underlying trend here that yeah. is very, very worrisome because, of course, nobody's got a monopoly on right. that the truth or what's right. And it's also been, very, it's made us very divisive and angry, and it, that's it, what I don't like. It's very divisive. Yeah. Everybody seems yeah. to want to, you know, punch each other Yeah, in the I know. It's gone very <laughs> ugly. It's not helpful. No, it's not. Catherine, thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Alex. That is Swifty Swift Catherine, as I think John Oakley likes to call her. That is Catherine Swift uh, with the Working Canadians. Interesting perspective. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.